welcome back to the Flask Full of Failure podcast, episode 5. Last week, we uh, told Taylor to fuck off because we talked about a game he doesn't care about. So, he told uh, me to fuck off, I told you guys to fuck off. That's actually, that's probably more accurate, honestly. But, uh, yeah, so this week we're going to be uh, talking about mobile gaming because it's a market that I feel like has kind of, kind of taken over a little bit more than anybody thought it would couple years back so uh i'm your host logan and uh today i'm joined by oh i'm scott i'm sorry i vomited a little in my mouth right before that was happening great and taylor i i feel like vomiting my mouth but i'm going to refrain from doing so it's honestly just because i'm here isn't it yeah that's that's fair i don't want to vomit in front of you babe thanks that's very considerate (laughs) of you um, so yeah, today we're going to be talking about mobile gaming and just kind of, I guess, the, honestly, just the popularity of mobile gaming. I guess the biggest, the biggest reason why mobile gaming has become such a thing is because we're basically carrying around tiny computers in our pocket. You know, to, uh, sound like old people or it's just one of those situations where I feel like, you know, going through middle school with my little flip phone, I never would have thought that like the iPhone was ever going to be a thing. So that and just you don't even have to look that far back. If you just look back, maybe like heck, even uh, three or four, three or four years ago, uh, if your phone had like sixteen gigs of storage, that was that was all you ever needed. You were like, man, data sure is cheap these days. And then now it's like uh, one hundred and twenty-eight. I don't know if that's gonna do it. Which is me. <laughs> it's still, it's still like, I mean, I would say in comparison, it's still cheap though. Like it is. It's because of that. Uh, uh, I think it's more Moore's law, um, which is that the number of capacitors on a chip like triples every X amount of years or something like that. And basically, just the it things only get smaller and cheaper is essentially the idea. Okay. But yeah, uh, phones are good, especially um, the, uh, you know, m- there's a, what, what's it called? There's, oh, I'm having a stroke. Razer made a phone um, and they made it specifically for mobile gaming. Um, oh, you were talking about Razer, the company. I was thinking of the Motorola I am Razer. <laughs> I was thinking of the Motorola Razer. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, Razer, Razer, like the mouse company. Uh, for all, well, you, they, all you youngins that don't know what a razor was, it was an old flip phone, like an old uh, oh, yeah. Motorola made a flip phone that was like it's like that. I remember, I remember back in middle school, it was like the like must have phone for a while. Oh, you were the coolest kid on the block if you had a Motorola razor. Then I learned about mm-hmm. LG's magical fucking keyboard phones, the Envies, oh. and those changed the game. Well, and then my favorite phone ever, the the Samsung Alias Two, which also had a magical magical keyboard. Was that the one that was like uh, the like the the flip phone that could go two ways? Uh huh. And all the buttons, like each button was essentially a screen. And uh, Jackson had one of those. Change. Yeah, yeah. The first generation, the one where it was just printed two ways. Weak. I feel like um, you guys are are really sleeping on the engage. The what? <laughs> the in the in? Do you not remember the Nokia Engage? It was the oh. phone and gaming thing. Oh, that was awful. Right. If anybody ever watched that old like Flash cartoon, uh, the decline of video games, there's one where they go to uh, they go to like a a fe- like a a game show or something. Game show. God damn it. You know what I mean? Like a what are they called? Convention. God damn it. That took too long. Uh, yeah. they went to a convention and like he like buys an uh, he buys one of those phones and he gets a he like gets a phone call he goes hello and he goes dude you actually bought an engage hey hey this guy actually bought an engage and he's like what really <laughs> what a loser um <laughs> uh, just blast from my past there i think that shows Reminds me age of, a little uh, bit it was like a college humor video or something it was charlie and the apple factory and it was there was a similar thing where like uh what was the guy's name slugworth um slugworth was bill gates and he's like and he like kidnapped charlie and he was like oh i need you to find the secret of why what makes apple products so good he's like why won't anyone buy a zune it's the same (laughs) thing as an ipod 
man. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, uh, this is uh, the freaking Razor phone. Gee, why can I not speak eloquently about the Razor phone? Well, because um, it doesn't have an E in it. I guess the, the <laughs> Razor the Razor. Oh, maybe that's exactly it. So the Razor phone um, is like a modern, not weird phone that's been designed for mobile gaming. So it's really kind of uh, put a lot of uh, put a lot of potential out there for the industry to grow, as you mentioned previously. Uh, yeah. Due to its absolutely massive heat pipe, uh, amazing speakers, and uh, Drum roll, please. 120 hertz refresh rate screen. Oh, which, golly. Which pretty much only exists on the iPad Pro as far as like mobile. How many unquote. hertz did you say? 120. Damn. Yeah, That's so it can, it can properly display up to 120 FPS if a game can run at that on the phone, which is suspect. But... But it makes scrolling look absolutely buttery. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I guess I guess where one of the big things is like, I mean, I remember old Razer phones and stuff had Bejeweled programmed on it, and Bejeweled, I think, mm -hmm. will lead perfectly into one of the first things we can talk about. But um, I think old, like, Razers and stuff had, like, you know, you could get, like, Tetris on it. But it wasn't, none of them were ever, like, you felt like just sitting down for a second and being like, all right, well, I got a few minutes to kill. Let me pull out my, my phone and play some Tetris on it real fast. Like, that was never mm -hmm. really the thought process for a while. But phones did come on. Phones did come with them on it. But I think it was until we started to get the smartphones that, you know, you had the touch screens, you could move stuff around. That, that was when um, I think mobile gaming started to probably take off. Um, oh, yeah. And of course, starting it out, you know, you had your Bejeweled at the time, and now your fucking Candy Crush sagas and Pet Rescue sagas and <laughs> any other form of random sagas that involve basically putting jewels in the right place and matching three in a row and then getting magical prizes or whatever. That's That's kind of been, I think that was the market for a while. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of what got into this whole, you know, depending on depending on what kind of person you are, it depends on how you, you want to talk about gaming as a whole, because a lot of people could, would be like, I'm a gamer, like they play a lot of mobile games. Then you have other people who are like, I'm a gamer, and that means they spend 20 hours a day playing video games and bleeding from the eyes and never leaving their bar their basement kind of thing. Um I think I just like directly insulted somebody somehow there. So uh Yeah. Yay. Mm -hmm. My bedroom is on the ground floor, thank you very much. I mean <laughs> technically my new apartment is kind of basement esque, so uh so the yeah. truth comes out. You are a you are a stereotype, my friend. It's like not ground floor, it's like slight like halfway into the ground floor. So uh um anyways yeah. logan uh, reporting to you from his new sewer base not not there yet but but soon next time next time i'll be in my sewer base um uh yeah so who wants to talk about candy crush <laughs> no well, well I, think, uh, I think that's actually a good uh good thing bring that energy to this taylor <laughs> i don't want to do it so the the thing uh I, I guess this is kind of the one of the things I was going to mention um, is that I think one of the best uh, uh, design methodologies for mobile games are uh, games that are easy to pick up and put down um, pretty much at any point. So like a game that if you just suddenly closed it, at any given time, it wouldn't be too consequential. And also that like, if you pick it up, you can get right into whatever it has to offer within like 20 seconds. Uh, you usually have to sit because... through the bullshit tutorial level though. Well, right. But uh, you know, the idea with mobile games is that generally the most common time you're gonna be playing them is when you need to kill like 
a few minutes while you're doing something, or if you're like on a subway or um, you know waiting on something, essentially 80-ish percent of the time, you're, uh, you're not gonna be spending more than 10 minutes in any given gaming session with your cell phone. But I think uh, it's probably a good thing because it'll eat your battery alive. Yeah, but I think the other the important thing with that too is the fact that you can also spend hours on those games if you want to in a mm-hmm. lot of cases. I think like uh, Plants vs. Zombies is another game that was like a. Oh my god. Man, I wish, <laughs> I wish that game wasn't eaten by EA. But um, yeah, that was another game. Like, granted, you still have to kind of wait with that one because you'd still have to like, earn, like re earn money and all that shit. But like. Mm-hmm. That was definitely like you'd get the, you could sit down and play, play those games and kind of just be like, all right, whatever. Um, I know uh, puzzle games also became a thing too. And granted, I guess technically people, I guess technically Bejeweled is a puzzle game. Tech. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if it's not a puzzle game, then what is it? I don't know shuffle the blocks game That's, I, <laughs> shuffle I made... the blocks so, so figure out a way to shuffle the blocks and in, in, in a puzzle it's a puzzle game it's a puzzle game yeah it's a puzzle game it's, a puzzle. <laughs> it's, it's one of those situations i don't want to call it a puzzle game because it makes me feel dirty or something um, but it no i think the real reason is you don't want to call you don't want to imply that the people who play that game are intelligent that's what it really is that's probably that's it. that's probably what it is yeah now, granted, that game does call, that does call, it has as a certain way of thinking about those games that I apparently don't have because the first like the first twenty levels of any sort of game like that I'm like oh I understand this and then it gets to, like level twenty one I'm like what the fuck is this and I stop playing it because I get tired of not being able to get the thing and it's like here connect to Facebook and everything and shove your dick into it and then we'll help you and it's like I I don't want that. <laughs> We'll help you shove your dick into it. Please don't. Come on, do it. Do probably it. Probably wouldn't be very good at Hunipop then. Uh, we're not gonna talk about Hunipop because I may have put more hours in that than I probably should have. Oh my uh, god! Don't judge me. Uh, yeah, let's just quickly go look at Steam and uh, shamelessly say how many hours I have in that. Uh, that's only five. I don't feel as bad. That is, you could have. <laughs> That you is, could have done anything with those five hours. That is four and a half more hours than should have gone into that game. That's five more. That's six more hours than it should have been. You should have played Hunipop for negative one hour. Oh no! Just erased its, its thoughts from my mind. Yeah, you just get a bonus hour for not doing it. It's amazing. Um, I don't know. I don't have anything against Hunipop personally. I've never played it. I just know it's weird. Yeah, because you like go to try and sex women by playing puzzle games. I mean, is that not how you do it? Oh, I do it. That game, that game upset me even more though. Because uh, here we go on another tangent, but um, that game upset me even more though because like you were like required to get power ups in that game. You have to use them, which is the bullshit. That's the reason I don't end up liking a lot of the like uh, Candy Crushes and all of those because they're like, here's power ups, and I'm like, okay, cool. Like the tutorial always shows you how to use a power up, and it's like, here's a power up. I'm like, okay, cool. It's like, all right, now you have to buy them, and I'm like, well, what do you mean? And they're like with real world money, and I'm like, why? You just That's like uh, there's a, there's like it, it's so strange. Uh, this is a tangent within a tangent. Um, in Bravely Default, uh, it, like it's a it's a 3ds game. And before the Switch, microtransactions in Nintendo games were, like, non-existent, basically, right? And, but in Bravely Default, uh, there's, like, this, there's, like, this potion that you can use to do stuff. And uh, it's, like, the, it's, like, uh, the only microtransaction in the game. And also, like, probably the only microtransaction on the 3DS at all, at least at the time. And uh, yeah, they went out of their way, like in the game. They were like, "By the way, the the currency used for this isn't the you know the bloopals that we use in the butthole kingdom or whatever. Uh, it's it's real world money." <laughs> I, I, I it, neither of those things are what that's actually called. Uh, I love bravely default. <laughs> the butthole kingdom. The butthole. Kingdom. The bloopals in the butthole kingdom. 
I think I think the currency was picks anyway. Um, the picks in the butthole kingdom. That's not a thing you want. Such a beautiful culture. God, they just exchange pictures of buttholes in the butthole kingdom. It's beautiful. Oh. It's a beautiful place. Oh, it's pig. Or peach. All right, we're, leave- we're All leaving right. that behind. We're done talking. Anyway. I'm going to go bravely default for now. Pixies from Reseteer. So, um, anyway, mobile games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what fun. Um, so, yeah, I guess, like, those, those fucking games. Oh, and then, oh, I can't believe that I almost forgot to even, like, move into a, a, a discussion of this. Angry Birds. That fucking took the world uh, by storm. So it did. I think it was high school sophomore year for me when that like became a craze and I remember somebody showed it to me and I'm like this looks fucking stupid and then I downloaded it on my phone and played it for hours and I was like god help me yeah well and then there was also the there was also like what is it okay what is it with bird based mobile games and becoming a thing because remember you know at least we not forget Flappy Bird Flappy Bird Flappy Bird where, that, that's where you draw the line. Yep, that's where I draw the line. I don't know why Flappy Bird upset me so much, but Flappy Bird upset me. I mean, it was it was a lot of a lot of strange confer- controversy over a game about a bird who flaps. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. Was it? It wasn't part of it. Like the fact of it was like stolen like, graphics and stuff. You just use the Mario pipes. Yeah, stolen, stolen graphics. I don't know if the bird was stolen, but I mean there are only two graphics in the whole game. Background. The okay, three. There you go. Background background bird and pipes. I think the background and the pipes were both from Mario though, which means like okay. all they did was that's take two thir- that's two thirds of the assets. They took two thirds of the assets. I I'm gonna yeah. That was that was a game that got popular for like no reason and then Vasile made his own version of it and Yep, <laughs> Flappy Firefly, and uh, yeah, and then like the owner was like, or the owner, the creator was just so distraught over the popularity of the game that he deleted it from every app store. But, but its legend persisted on. He deleted from the app store. It's PT. <laughs> May it rest in peace. Uh, yeah. Um. um yeah. But, uh, so Angry Birds. Let's go back to that real fast. Or not yes. real fast. That's actually that's that's a that's a topic in itself. Right. We're gonna talk about the movie, right? We're gonna oh. get there. I heard I had the the Angry Birds movie explained to me over a phone call by a friend. Oh no. Didn't sound, didn't sound very engaging from how she described it. What do you mean explained to you? She just went through a full plot synopsis. It was weird. Give give me a <laughs> give give us a quick plot synopsis. Okay, let me actually before There's you a... give us the plot synopsis. Let's go over the plot synopsis of the game itself. Okay. uh, It's a game where you, for whatever fucking reason, launch birds at pigs because they stole your land. Did I get that right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Different birds have different powers, and it was actually a lot of fun. Then then the marketing team fucking went mad. So, uh, yeah, then we got the movie. No, first we got the second Flappy Bird, not Flappy Bird, fuck. Angry Birds. Then we got like an Angry Birds with Star Wars mix. Then f- did fucking it was everywhere. Then it got its own like Netflix show, and now it has a movie, which I would love to hear the plot synopsis of. Now I apologize. <laughs> okay, so there's there's a bird, and he's really angry. His name's Red. He's angry. He doesn't fit in <laughs> with bird society because he's angry. And then a bunch of pigs show up. And things seem nice at first because the pigs are like are like cool and they bring a bunch of neat technology and stuff and they start to integrate into bird society. But then Red notices that they're like taking over bird society and he's like, we got to get these pigs out of here. And so he gets all the other birds to get really angry and they fight back against the pigs. The end. Yeah. And there's the a lot of that classic like these guys and like, you know, he sees the nefarious things they're doing, goes to the mayor, tries to convince them. They're like, are you kidding? These pigs are awesome. Fuck you, Red. And then it's like later, it's like, haha, I told you. And then, yeah. And then they all get angry. And then it's like, oh, that's where the birth of Angry Birds came. Cause like at the beginning of the movie, it's like you're not, everyone, all birds are supposed to be happy. But then the end of the movie, they're like, no, now we're all angry. And that's. I, I genuinely yeah. think you just described your own life, Taylor. Shut up. 
everyone everyone will understand my frustration eventually. Go go watch Angry Birds and just call it Taylor the movie. Don't actually go watch Angry Birds. Don't don't, don't go watch Angry Birds. I'm sorry for telling you to do I that. I had to watch it. Why? I was it was a summer camp. It's what they wanted to watch, and camp. I had to and I had to sit there and laugh at it with them. Spoilers: It wasn't really funny. <laughs> I'm sorry to the one kid that was watching it. If you're listening to this podcast today, Angry Birds movie sucks. Yes, as Scott as Scott six and sits in the back and laughs without smiling at the movie. <laughs> he didn't know my real name because we used code names. I, laughs, okay. Laughs, laughs as a single tear falls down his face. Um. Yeah. How many of you how many of you actually played Angry Birds? I mean I, I have I'm not exactly an Angry Birds aficionado, but I have played the game. <laughs> I've Wait, actually never it, played it. Oh, okay. When it first came out though, Taylor, did you like play it a little bit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I did too. You slingshot birds at things and there are different kinds of birds. The red ones go go normal, the yellow ones do something. The black the ones, ones are were... bombs, I think. The yellow ones like shot faster. The blue ones separated. Yeah. Um, Riveting gameplay. I mean, it was it was again. It's that whole logic that Scott was saying earlier. It was like you you would sling a bird and like you could pick it up, play like a level, and then only spent like a, a minute or two on the level instead of you know if you're trying to play something like Doom or Persona, you're like sitting there. <laughs> You gotta dedicate yourself to the game for like more than five minutes, especially Persona, because some of those cutscenes just take like fifteen minutes of themselves. So yeah. Also, don't play Persona on on your bus ride or anything. People will look at you funny. Yeah. Don't do it. There's some weird. There's some weird enemies in Persona, including an actual penis. <laughs> Delightful. Persona. Nice. Um, yeah, then, like, I think uh, another fad that became a thing was, uh, I, know, I can't think about it, like, actual, like, games that people were playing on computers and stuff moving to have some sort of things. Oh, emulators. That's a thing. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Mobile emulators. How long ago was that, like, that, a big, that became a big deal? Well... Um, the, the age of the DS was, well, I think the DS and the Game Boy are like the most emulated games. Um, the DS in particular, I watched the like, did you know video about it today? Uh, apparently the DS is like the most pirated game system ever. Because it was, I feel like the DS was a pretty like revolutionary system at the time. Mm -hmm. It is, it's also apparently the second best selling console in the world behind the ps2 well then um but yeah um i've emulated a bunch of shit before i feel oh yeah i the last thing i emulated was uh the english patched version of the second miles edgeworth game because it never got localized i did not that was not what i thought you were gonna say well, I'm, yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy that's what you said. <laughs> so, um, yeah, ports are a big thing too. Ports are actually like a, I feel like that's a big corner of the, the that gaming market, mobile mm-hmm. game market, or like reskins of stuff. There, at this point, there's so much. There's so much. Now we're at the point of app stores are like overrun with terrible apps, like. Just it's it's the Steam conundrum again. Like um, how dare they? Like how did how did this get passed by anybody? And also, why are you charging actual fucking money for this? <laughs> yeah, see, so fun fact is uh the Android app store is actually well, it's Google's trying to make strides to change this, but uh it's very, very unpoliced. Um yeah. pretty much well, if you pay the developer fee and stuff, you can pretty much just stick whatever on there. 
they do like check apps to make sure that they're not just like, you know, have like viruses in them. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you can pretty much get away with anything. Apple police is there's a little heavier. Um, and by a little, I mean, decent really? lot heavier. Really? But, because uh, well, I, well, no, but what I mean is like, um, for like, like apps, uh, stealing your identity or okay uh or having your bluetooth be firing at 100 percent power constantly in the background stuff like that okay um they don't protect against like shitty games no no i was gonna say i've seen some shit come out of that ten dollars for some like something that barely even works kind of thing um oh yeah i mean they don't they don't police that i guess uh one one of the things that we could talk about since thing like what mobile games we play. Oh boy. This is, this is going to get into some nightmare <laughs> stuff right now. Um, Let's start with one both Taylor and I have played. Angry Birds? <laughs> no, you noodle. I'm not uh, a noodle. I, I haven't played it in a while, but... Uh, yeah, you uh, haven't. You've played an inferior game now. There's uh, a there's a there's a large <laughs> Yeah, shut your whore mouth. Uh, there's me. a there's a category of games. Well, it's it's kind of like two categories really. Um, there are and this is like one of my favorite archetypes of games is games that have uh, an AP system essentially. So you have like an energy gauge of some sort. Every game I've ever encountered just calls it AP. Um, but you'll have some sort of energy gauge it replenishes over time and like completing missions or whatever uh, costs energy and you'll regenerate like one energy per five minutes or something like that. And you can use items in game to replenish it faster. But uh, there are games where the idea is like you pick it up, you blitz a few missions, you run out of energy, you put it down five hours later, you know, when you got some more energy, you pick it back up, rinse and repeat. Um, or you pay to get more energy. Or you pay to get more energy. If you're a fucking um, crazy person. Uh, I'm sorry, I feel like I get I I feel like I'm just insulting people this video. Like or yeah. whatever. Very negative podcast this is. Yeah. I don't think we've, we've actually enjoyed any of the games we talked about so far. <laughs> I enjoyed I enjoyed Angry Birds. It was fun. It just got over uh, over whatever. Like they started mm -hmm. being like, Alright, well, we're making money off of this. Time to just milk the shit out of it. And it's like, okay. Wow. Of, uh, of all the of all the games in that category that I've played, I like to think of it as a lopsided Venn diagram with you two, because there are three of those games I've played uh, that are of that type, and like one of them, what like one of them me and Logan have played, one of them me and Taylor have played, and then like another one Logan and actually it's just with me, so th there would be a really weird Venn diagram. But uh, yeah. the one that Taylor and I play together is Fire Emblem Heroes. Yeah. Like, I gotta collect the JPEGs of my waifus. <laughs> uh, yeah, Including Fire your Emblem. boyfriend, right? Yeah, my boyfriend, the Black Knight. Uh, anyways. But yeah, it, Fire Emblem Heroes also represents... Well, it's basically, to summarize it very quickly, it's basically the big crossover game of all the different Fire Emblem series because they take place in different worlds like thousands of years apart from each other and in this one it just pulls all the characters together you got your marth you got your roy you got your lucina and all the other ones that no one can name all the ones that aren't in smash brothers uh and ike <laughs> ike of course ike is in everything ike is in the game three times now is, is roy your boy there no roy's awful how dare you no he he's actually not very good have you, have you not have you not heard of the thing <laughs> Roy, Roy's our boy. He's not. Why is, why is Roy not your boy? I don't. Because you've, you've disappointed me. Because Ike's taken up too much of my boy space. Anyways, that, or that's not a your boy space. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. It's got weird not, real I'm, fast, and I'm not okay with. Yeah. That. Anyways, but yeah, Fire Emblem Heroes also represents a different, a secondary genre of. Well, actually, I guess it's its primary genre, but it's a gotcha pawn game which is essentially where playing it, you build up currency 
that you can use to do random rolls to get new heroes and stuff. And there are different rarities and whatnot. Yes. It's basically it's basically gambling that you'll never get your money back <laughs> on. It's uh it's a very popular um very popular archetype of game in Japan. Because it, it just prints money. It does. It, it really does. There was an article uh, by the Wall Street Journal the other day. I don't remember if I sent this in Discord or not, but um, about a man that spent $70,000 on uh, the uh, other game. The the quote-unquote, as Taylor said, inferior game that I left Fire Emblem Heroes for. It's gross. Um, and he's like, he's like, you know, normal people just go to the movies and spend money. I prefer to spend mine trying to Roll waifus. my waifus. Win waifus. Um, Man, when we get to when we get to talking about the other inferior game, I can't wait to talk about my like like weirdly good luck. Um, what I like about so what I like about Fire Emblem Heroes is um, it's it's basically just a watered down version of the normal Fire Emblem game. Which and is why I kind of liked it, but also didn't play it because mm-hmm. like. It was cool, but I also don't necessarily like Fire Emblem a hell of a lot. I'm sorry, Taylor. Uh, I, I mean, it's okay. Sometimes we're wrong. Um, but it's neat because it translates very well to a mobile platform. Uh, because mechanically, it's just a good design and everything. And for a lot of people, uh, myself sort of included, um, it serves as like a gateway to get into the real games, which I imagine is part of the marketing scheme. My, my history with Fire Emblem is basically exactly the same as my history with Zelda, which is I've like attempted playing the games several times, never to even get close to finishing. Uh, I think I've started Fire Emblem Awakening uh, probably five times now. Mm. I've played like the first two chapters five times, so I could, I could write a book on how to infiltrate that castle in the beginning where the lady's like, hey, you're not Krom. Get out of my castle. And Krom's like, nah, bitch, I'm Krom. She's like, well, prove it by killing all my men. <laughs> Only Krom does that. Every Only time Krom he comes does. here. God <laughs> damn it, Krom. I, I Krom's the best. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I like, I like Fireman Heroes. It's... it's um, it, and actually, it was Nintendo's first, like, actual ga- mobile game. Uh, Nintendo needs to get out of that market. Because I, I would consider the, uh, the actually, me no. whatever thing more just an app. Mitomo. Uh, that's right. I forgot it was called. Yeah, Mitomo. Um, that was, that was weird. Like, held my attention for, like, three seconds. <laughs> Yeah. Um I thought it was gonna be more fun. So did I. I thought it was gonna be like Tomagashi uh, yeah, so. life. Another it's like um whatchamacallit, the 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 Animal Crossing mobile game is another thing that I think well, I haven't played more than like ten seconds of it, but uh I feel like that's another thing that could ease that could very well translate to mobile. It's so but, goddamn disappointing though. Like yeah, okay, so there let's, the problem. <laughs> let's see. Let's just take it from somebody who loves the shit out of Animal Crossing. Like I love Animal Crossing because as as Animal Cross as far as Animal Crossing goes, I get to go walk around a town that I kind of built myself that people move into, and I'm like, sup, my new animal friends, and they're like, sup, my new human uh, mayor. How are things? And I'm like, they're great. I'm gonna go water some plants and plant them. This doesn't sound fun. Like. It's one of those things, like, if I were to try to explain, like, if I explain Stardew Valley, which I still also love, it's like, what do you do? You farm. Why is that fun? I don't know, but I love it. <laughs> like, why is it fun? I don't, it's, I don't know how to explain why. Well, it's I like, like, it's all the fun parts of farming without the bad parts of farming. Except for Stardew Valley is, like, also slightly infuriating at the same time because you actually have to wait a long-ass time for crops to grow. So, like the first of that season you will plant a seed and be like yes i'm gonna have carrots and it's like 15 days later you get the carrot and i'm like god i had to wait so long for this and there's only like four days left in this fucking season yeah i love it but it's also mildly irritating 
but I do have cows, so they 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 provide me with many much monies. Um, yeah. Anyways, talking about talking about Animal Crossing, why I hate it. Um, is that like part of it is that you get to know these um you get to know these animals and kind of their personalities. Now, granted, there's only like I think six personality types altogether in uh, Animal Crossing, and like each person kind of has their own like. They have one of the six. So you get to this point of it being like, okay, yeah, you're you're the lazy one kind of thing. But like, I still find it fun. And each each one does have a little bit more of their own personality. Uh, but you actually get to like get to know them and, you know, have have a good time and be like, yo, you guys are cool. And you get to build your own town, which I think is the most important part by collecting furniture and buying it and. Tom Fooks, Tom Nook's a fucking criminal. Tom Fooks. Tom Fooks. Tom 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 Nook is a fucking criminal. So Just, so what uh what about the mobile game is is lacking in these aspects? It takes everything that I just said is great about it and takes it away. You I thought to, you can get furniture. You can, but it doesn't let. It's not as fun because it's like, oh hey, you. Like in in Animal Crossing, like the actual games, you can just go and buy the furniture. You may not have the like one you want in the store, but you can still go buy it. This one, it's like, okay, well, you're level ten now. You earned the ability to build this furniture, and it's like, but why? Now it's like one of my favorite furniture sets could be like the I like the sleek the sleek furniture set in um in Animal Crossing. And whereas, like, normally I can, like, wait until it's in the store or go to the catalog and buy it, yeah, I'm spending my money on it, but, like, it's available to me instead of having to play the game up until a certain point and do the same things. I don't know. It just takes the fun out of it to me. Instead of just, like, kind of living your life freely and doing whatever the hell you want to without having much of a goal or requirement, now you have to do stuff to get a level up to be able to go get more stuff that you want. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think the addition of a a hard and fast progression system makes it different. Yeah, I I like Animal Crossing a lot because I get to do what I want to. You know, like you leave it alone for too long, some weeds grow in your area and like some of your favorite people might move out kind of thing. So it sucks. But it's like, you know, you get to take it and do what you want to with it. You get to live your life in this city kind of the way you want to. Whereas in this one, it's like, all right, well, get to fucking level 10 so you can build more furniture. And it's like, I don't want to build more fucking furniture. I just want to enjoy myself. No, build furniture. I'm not just start staring at you because you will build me more furniture. Yes, yes, monster. Yes, sir. Um, another game that uh, that me and you played, Logan, that you've probably forgotten about by now, is um, I'm not going to say Fate. That, that that's, that's saving the best for last. Uh, is the Kingdom Hearts Unchained Kai Union Cross Croissant? Whatever. Yeah, I gave up on that one. I don't remember uh, why. It, it's another. I mean, it's the same archetype. It's also a gotcha game. It's also has AP and stuff like that. It's also not the first uh, Kingdom Hearts mobile game. As a matter of fact... Don't talk about um, the Kingdom Hearts mobile game. No, the, I'm just going to mention it really quick. We're talking about mobile games, so go ahead. But it is fascinating. Um, the first Kingdom Hearts mobile game was called Kingdom Hearts Coded, and it was actually for flip phones, not smartphones. E. Um, and you had to like hold the flip phone sideways to play it because... Yeah. It had the you know sixteen by nine ratio and stuff, but um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So the Kingdom Hearts Union Kai game, whatever, is interesting. Uh, and it has guilds and stuff, but and it's also important to the lore, and like every other Kingdom Hearts game. Yeah, I just realized that we fucking forgot about talking about what's that? Hearthstone being mobile. Oh yeah, that was that was a game that uh, from the get go I was like, when is this coming to mobile? Yeah, I'm so happy. I don't play it enough, and I think the main reason is just because like 
your ass just gets kicked in it if you don't have a good deck. And you have to actually you just have to spend actual money to get a good deck. Um Although they admit they added the adventure mode recently and that's a lot of fun. Like it made me want to play the game again. I picked I actually picked it up a lot more when the adventure mode came out. I just keep forgetting I have it on my phone. This is the main thing that happens. For a while it was only on tablets. Yeah, and then it moved to the actual phones. It's great. Um That was just a thing that I thought about because I was uh Think of another game that I was playing a while, but it's, it's gone now. So, the other thing about these me- games we've mentioned thus far, um, Fire Emblem and Kingdom Hearts and Fate, they all use the same like uh, rock, paper, scissors, weapon triangle thing. Um, Sometimes more advanced than that, though, but most well, yeah, the Fate one, the Fate one is two triangles, but well, it's actually like three or four, but initially, currently, it's two triangles. Uh, but yeah, so like, then um, sometimes they do it based on colors, or sometimes they do it based on whatever it is. I think Kingdom Hearts and uh, Fire Emblem are actually exactly the same because like, aren't the the lances are blue and like the swords are always red and stuff, right? Yeah, the the weapon triangle works well in actual Fire Emblem games. It's a little more, it's a, a little different. But in Fire Emblem Heroes, it's red, blue. Red beats green, green beats blue, blue beats red, and then red is swords, green is axes, and blue is lances. And there are also spell books and dragon stones that are also in those colors. And then there are also colorless weapons that are exist outside the weapons triangle, but are weird compared to just, the the default ones. <laughs> we just talked. Next time we're just going to talk to Taylor about uh, Fire Emblem and only Fire yeah. Emblem. Yes. But yeah. Love it. Well, two separate podcasts, a Fire Emblem and a Fate podcast. Um, I'm, not, I'm not going near that Fate podcast. That, that is, that is some, <laughs> oh, you don't that want That is some that. devil work. We could, yeah, because it's all lollies. There's, there's like enough Fate material, just not mobile material, obviously, but just material in general to talk for like an entire day straight. Um, I fucking thesis papers on it. But yeah, I think, the, I think the Kingdom Hearts is like, it's like attack, magic, and speed, or something like that. But the colors are the same. Yeah, um, it's a pretty. I mean, they're they're always pretty simple games to just pick up. And if you want to like jam all your fucking money and time into it, then yeah, they're they. Um. <clears throat> before we move on to to the glory of the the other game oh, that we've already spoiled. Oh, the glory. Uh, oh. Do you want to talk about Pokemon Go? Being oh yeah, probably... the, the, the game that took the world by storm, almost, almost united humanity as one, while simultaneously almost destroying it. And then immediately everybody just forgot about it. I don't know what you're talking about. I still, I, mean, I, still play it. I literally <laughs> opened it up today because they've added quests to it, and I'm like, okay, this is kind of neat. I'm probably. I just like to, I like to throw out there like. Pokemon Go, the fact that Sprint, still to this day, uh, Sprint added like a phone plan that you get free data for Pokemon Go specifically on that plan. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Just hilarious. Good work, Sprint, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. There's Sprint probably some shady thing. shit behind that, but I don't know. <laughs> well, they probably like jumped on it like, oh, man guys, this is going to be huge, we're going to make so much money, and then it, like, you know... Well, it was huge, and made a lot of money. <laughs> and then it made a lot of money, and then... I feel like we're we're underselling the fact that how successful Pokemon Go was, and it's still kind of a a thing people do, it's just, you know... Well, see, right. okay, so, I think what should be most stated, I still, I love the concept of the game. Oh, yes, absolutely. The concept of it is amazing. They just fucked up in one aspect, and I think the one aspect is what basically ruined it for me and for a lot of people, is the fact the that... The company you... they chose to make it. That's actually not what I was going to say. Oh, um, really? I was going to say the fact that you had to close... You had to have your phone open and on constantly. Oh, I man. was I was under the impression whenever... like Everything that I saw when it was coming out basically said the fact that you were going to be able to like kind of passively have it running in the background and it would be easy to like be able to deal with things now once they released the uh pokemon go plus 
that changed like that whole aspect of it and you basically just keep the little Pokemon Go Plus tracker on you and when you pass by a Pokestop it blinks when you, you know you pass by a Pokemon you can catch it blinks and you just press the button on it because I bought one I'm stupid <laughs> I did too we're also stupid <laughs> no because I got I have a Pokewalk or two I'm just hoping they'll become valuable one day Oh. And that was that was the reason I liked this one because like they made the buddy system I'm like oh the buddy system's really cool I could just like put a buddy and like automatically get like a bunch of stuff for them because I can walk around and while my phone's on I was like nope you have to have the app open I'm like ah oh, fuck you but then it, it actually counts towards it when you have the thing added um, yeah it is it is frustrating since Pokemon Go is not a small game and it will eat your battery to death yes. <laughs> Not well optimized. It's not, yeah. And the like, the battery saver mode just makes it so that the screen turns slightly dimmer when it's held upside down. It doesn't <laughs> help a ton. I just remember yeah. when it first came out, me and some like me and a friend went walking around um, a shopping center near here. We were like walking around, and somebody just looks up to me and goes, "Hey, there's a Pikachu down there." And I was like, "Oh." Okay, and it was just a weird way of like getting along with your fellow person walking by. Yeah. Well, no, I I went because I mean they still do events and stuff, and there have been like Pokemon raids where you do you fight against legendary Pokemon and can capture them. I've got a Lugia now. It's all good. It's great. Good days. Lugia is going back to the sea soon, so you better better get on that if you want a Lugia. I want a Lugia. We'll go get a Lugia. Where? I'm not curious. Huh? You got it. They pop up on gyms. On on gyms, they'll they'll have like an egg pop up, and if it's a it's a weird blue one, that means there's a legendary Pokemon about to pop up, and then you fight them. Well, the biggest thing with the uh, the raids is to do the legendary ones, you need like twenty people, <laughs> unless you're very high level, and you're not you're not always guaranteed to catch them. So you know, just add some stress to your day. Pokemon Go but, was just a great concept, though. I just was. wish they had been able to follow through more actively with it. But yeah, I went out with some friends during the community day last weekend, I think. And it was the big thing was for a few hours, there were like a shit ton of Bulbasaur's you can catch. And if you evolved one to Venusaur by the end of the day, it, it got Frenzy Plant. And that's neat. And yeah. And it was a lot of fun because we walked around a park and there were a bunch of other weirdos walking around playing Pokemon Go as well. A lot of children, also a lot of people, a lot of older people too. And we kept running into people that I was pretty sure, I'm pretty sure were actually like NPCs planted there. Because <laughs> like we were just walking along and one of my friends was like, why are there so many Trico here? I thought it was supposed to be a Bulbasaur thing. And then a dude walking past in all like Team Instinct yellow and with a walking stick, is like, oh, it's a Trico nest. And he just kept walking. He didn't say anything else. <laughs> and it's like, sir, are you some sort of Pokemon sage? Who's just, that's, that's the one thing he's capable of saying. And it just happened to be exactly perfectly timed. Walking it's just, stick. It's like he's, he's just completely decked out in yellow. It's like, I wonder which team he is. Is he Team Mystic, Team Valor, or the yellow team? Uh, yeah, that was, it was fun times. I also enjoy it because it encourages me to go out and walk more. I remember which I try to do. I remember me, you, and Garrett. I think it was maybe some other people. We just like suddenly we decided to leave my house at like mm -hmm. midnight and walked around that same shopping center that I mentioned before. And yeah, oh, I was there for that. Yeah, it was probably a terrible decision because it was like uh, it was like midnightish in basically like a residential area shopping center kind of thing and yeah. they don't they don't they don't take too kindly to a bunch of like 21 year olds wandering around so uh that was probably not a good decision yeah i mean i, I kind of i kind of enjoy pokemon go as an excuse because i like to wander around and explore places i probably shouldn't be mm -hmm. and like as long as it's not explicitly trespassing i can be like it's like who are you i'm like i'm not i'm not from around here there's just there's a ghastly near here <laughs> i'm gonna leave now excuse me oh i caught it oh there we go pokemon still relevant 
I also like the fact Anyways. that they have more. Yeah, they're up to the, the Hoenn, the Ruby and Sapphire ones. I caught a Swablu today. I was a happy boy. Oh. Swablu's are basically the Pidgeys of this version. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you will. You will yes. have an Altaria. You will have an Altaria very soon. I love Altaria. I'm so I, guess, I guess they're. I guess they're more like the, whatever the secondary, shitty bird Pokemon was. Spearow. No, fuck Spearow. Fucking fuck Spearow. I mean, in terms of like frequency. Yeah. Still. It's not. It's not the most frequent, trash Pokemon, but it's there a lot. Anyways. Um, Ray joined the chat. And he's getting very aggressive. That's what? that's fine. Oh, the twins. <laughs> Oh, I gotta see this. Oh God. Um. Um. He said no. I'm not. Uh, I'm gonna have to cut this out. Damn it. Um. No, you're not. You're fine. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So now we can talk about fate. Cause fuck you, Scott. Yes, we can. Oh. Um. Yeah. So. Uh. Because Ray, this is a. Uh, Oh, I think it's because he said your name. Anyway, um, but uh, yes, Fate Grando Oda. Uh, I am currently on my, hold on, scroll up, 275th consecutive login, um, which that's consecutive login and also not wasting any energy login. So like, for 275 days in a row, I've logged in, spent all my energy as it became available. Um, which sounds more impressive than it actually is because every mission takes like 40 energy and you only have a maximum of like 120. But still, um, that's, uh, that franchise in general is a very large franchise. And so it was only a matter of time before something like this happened. But it's kind of a, it's very similar to... Um, it's very similar to like what Taylor was saying with the uh, Fire Emblem Heroes is uh, compiling all the stuff from across the universe. It does the same thing. It compiles all the various people from across the universe into one game. And just like Fire Emblem Heroes, where there's, who was it? Roy? Or Ike Roy. that was in there like three times. Ike. Yeah. Well, I mean, Roy's also in there three times and none of his versions are very good. But all of Ike's versions are good. So take it's that, same, Roy. It does the same thing. There's like several heroes that are in there. I'm pretty sure that uh, I'm pretty sure that OG Saber is in there in at least like seven or eight different variations. Um, maybe even like ten if you count all the the like evil forms. But um, but yeah, that's uh that's the game I like because it rekindled my uh rekindled my undying love for fate since I had forgotten about it for about three years. The fucking lollies. Well, turning yeah. Every, turning every historical thing into a fucking lolly. I mean, have you seen these historical people for yourself? How do you know that, like, we all, all we have are portraits of them. They could have paid the artist to draw them as, like, an old man when, in fact, they were, like, a 12-year-old girl. Didn't you know that Da Vinci, that the Mona Lisa is just a self-portrait of Da Vinci? Da Vinci wasn't a lolly in this. Correct, but that, that's why I said it's a self-portrait of Da Vinci. They they have the they Mona have Lisa. theorized that before. That has been genuinely <laughs> theorized. So that's that's actually a thing. I mean, fate fate is very good about like. So wait, you're telling me that Tesla stuff like that isn't a giant fucking lion? Space line. No, that's that's Edison. Oh right, Ed- shit. <laughs> Tesla actually looks like a normal human, uh, aside from the fact that he has like a steampunk arm gauntlet that shoots lightning. Um, Charles Babbage is also hilarious. Because, Charles Babbage uh, is hilarious. If you, uh, for for all you computer scientists out there that know your computer science history, uh, Charles Babbage invented the first like. Was it called the differential engine or something? Um, it was. Well, you. looks oh. like. Uh, <laughs> oh, looks sorry, like somebody I got here's distracted. a fucking traitor. <laughs> <Sorry>. um, 
I wish, I wish, I wish fate like shouted its name when you started it, but it does not. Fate, um, grand order. <laughs> yeah, they don't do that. Um, but yeah, he's a he's like a ro- he's a, a robot who's obsessed with making everything steam powered. Um, anyway, the franchise aside, uh, the mobile game is wow. quite fun. Yeah, uh, and it has like a pretty comprehensive and slightly needlessly complicated plot that makes no sense in the beginning, but then over time starts to be okay. Um, um, but uh, it's a fun game. It's one of those games kind of like, uh, I like to attribute it to Pokemon in that it uh, it's like you can, for the most part, you can play it without understanding the complicated mechanics, but the framework for uh, very high-level play is in place. So you can pretty much play it as just a casual or do really fancy, fun stuff, um, kind of like in Pokemon. Like, you know, you can just be like, oh, I like Bulbasaur. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to raise my Bulbasaur. Or, you know, you can be like, okay, well, if I switch out this turn, he'll use Toxic and on a Steel-type Pokemon. That'll give me the momentum back, which will allow me to put up my second layer of spikes, you know, and stuff like that. So um, it's the same way. It's like you can be like, I'm going to use the strong cards. Um, or you can be like, all right, so if the critical stars are allocated to this unit on this turn, then I can use the crit boosting skill to, so. I just go, um, I have Hercules smash. Yeah, Hercules yes. is, is amazing. Yeah, so That's yeah. the other thing is there's, there's very few... Uh, and what I think is nice is, to an extent, uh, you can just like use who you want to and be fine pretty much most of the time. And so for people that it's like, when sometimes uh, it's like, oh, I really like this person, but they actually suck in the game. Um, it does a good job of making anyone possible to build a team around. Some you'll have to try a lot harder than others, but if you have like a waifu or a husbando, uh, you can make, you can use them viably. There's no one that's objectively trash except for Matahari and, and Stino. <laughs> Fuck and, those guys. <laughs> and Spartacus. No, you know Spartacus, Spartacus actually has he has some uses. Don't talk about uh, don't 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 <laughs> give him credit. Don't talk about him. Don't act like he's an okay thing. He's not okay. He's horrifying, and he doesn't Spartacus. need to exist in that game. Yeah, I'm. I'm uncomfortably familiar with Spartacus at this point. I'm pretty sure we've said his name at least like six times now. So he's got, oh, fuck, he's in my window. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he, he's just shouting. He's, he's shouting at you, asking if you're an oppressor or not. No, sir, I'm not. <laughs> All I can think of is that fucking yeah, that, that, that picture of, uh... oh, come on, let me in. I'm a fairy. You believe in fairies, right? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God, now I'm just terrified to look at windows. <laughs> The fucking Genji Ito comic that it's taken from. Yes. Oh, it's uh, obviously not the original translation from it, but I yeah. thought it was the original translation from it. No, it's it's not he's not asking like because the one that shows up in memes is like the dude's like, Hey kid, open the window. I'm a fairy. You believe in fairies, right? And that's not a thing in the Genji Ito version. Fine. Take all my fun away. But um, yeah. So I was gonna talk about with, with fate, with fate, man. Let's talk about the fact that I have great luck with that game, and uh, I've Logan also has, stuff. as as we in the community would say, X rank luck. Yeah, I uh, basically just I opened the game, and my first roll, I got fucking Hercules, who's one of the what the best berserkers in the game. One of them. Uh, he's uh, he's like the best value proposition berserker in the game because he's amazing, but he's not as expensive as the high tier ones yeah i got him and then uh who was who are the other ones i got i got the altar you got freaking uh you got the let and here's here's the fun part about what i was talking about earlier with a character having like nine variations is that in order to clarify which one you're talking about you have to put like seven different words in front of their name so you got uh lancer altar artoria yeah. So, but, um, which I wanted because she's riding like this cool death horse. Demon horse. Yeah. It's and cool. in her first form, she 
she's she's Darth Vader is like the in-universe joke. Um, she's one of two, actually one of three Star Wars heroes in there that. Well, they're not really from Star Wars, but they make the joke. One of them is literally Darth Maul, but the uh, anyway, um, yeah, Logan. Uh, Logan's gotten really lucky, and he, uh, even though he doesn't play the game very often, okay. I know because I look at your login times. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. That's really weird. <laughs> well, cause, no, because I, I have to go down the friends list and prune off friends that don't log in that are dead to me. That's fine. <laughs> They know who they are. Um, but yeah, uh, this game has been a lot of fun. It's a, it's like a nice, and this can apply to any game that you consistently stick with. It's kind of how I feel like Northern Lion feels about Isaac at this point. Is like, uh, it's just a nice, consistent part of my day. It's like yeah. I wake up, you know, I, I wake up, hit the alarm, go pee, lay back down for a second. You know, do do a couple daily missions in the in things. Spend my energy. Get up. Have some breakfast. You know, sitting in class. Oh, look at that! I'm not paying attention. I'm gonna grind the the dailies and stuff. So it's nice to have a, an anchorage point like that, and also something to look forward to since the North American version is uh, like two years behind the Japanese version. So we know everything that's gonna happen. And, uh, I've been uh, saving my currency for about four months now, uh, which I will blow my proverbial load on Wednesday, attempting to get the evil version of Joan of Arc. Oh, neat. Yeah. My saved up currency is the weed number, so I'm feeling lucky. Here's a good one. Um... The, The weed number. Yeah, the weed number. I apparently got, like, one of the best characters in the game the other day by, like, trying to get fucking Nagito. Oh, I, tried, I already I to, forgot who it was. I wanted to get Nagito, and then I got the Fox Lady. Oh, yeah. Was it, was it Cat Form, or was it Fox Lady? It's the Fox Lady. I, I mean, I don't know which one you got. I, I'm, I think you said it was the, the Fox I got one. the one that was the good one, like, the really good one. Yeah. Yeah, she's, yeah. uh... She's a, a as the top tier support. Um, yeah, I think this has been us rambling about the bullshit that we play for a long time. So, anybody want to want to say anything else? Anybody want to talk about some of your waifus? Or... Okay, yeah, actually, so no, Lucina's is no. the best one because because. You know, she's got a really, really complicated backstory, and she's basically like a reverse Terminator who's like come back to save the. <laughs> okay. Anyways, no. You were doing a bit. I, I didn't want to cut off a bit, and I was like, I, I just. Uh... That was a struggle. I have every version except for her main version because that one's hard to get for some reason. But I've got the, the the masked version and the the, the brave heroes version and the the Easter version, which she's in a bunny costume because. I don't want to talk about this anymore, actually. <laughs> he said bunny play costume. I was like, shit. They know. Mm-hmm. Um, Alright, well, I think that's that's it. Um, Mobile games. Go uh, go download Fate Grand Order. It's free. Yeah, don't. I mean, Fate Grand Order. Get, you know, go back and play more Pokemon Go. Open up that game again, if you ever played it before. Um, you get you some angry cards in your life. No one, yeah. no one needs those. This has been uh, Taylor, Scott, and Logan talking about mobile games. Thank you all for listening. And uh, don't forget that we have our stuff on iTunes. And you can rate it if you feel like that's a necessary thing. Or, you know, just sit there and look at those stars and be like, Man, those look great if they were five, but I'm not going to do it because fuck you. That's fine. I accept that. Um, but we're also on SoundCloud, too. Uh basically trying still trying for the schedule of every other monday just you know life happens sometimes and it's been difficult so uh yeah thanks for listening dun, dun, dun.